0: Your hosts, Wayne Loon, Greg Norvo,
1: and What's up? Welcome back to Rat Salary Review. Uh, I'm the only one in that intro on the show right now. Which is amazing.
2: I don't know why you don't have an intro for me because I'm on like every other fucking week. You might as well just make me part of your show too. I should.
1: I, maybe I'll put... Um,
2: but today is not about me. Today is about these two fellers down here.
1: And who are these? Take stars? it away. It's your show, Wayne. Who, I don't know. You want to <laughs> just keep doing the whole show? <laughs> uh, today we are joined by the band Emissary. Uh, vocalist Jim Harris and guitarist Tim... Darlin, if i'm pronouncing that Dallin, correct. yeah
3: correct nicely cool. done most very people good. don't get
1: that yeah usually i'm very terrible at getting names so i'm very proud of myself for getting that but thanks for yeah. having us yeah thanks for coming yeah. on the show and thanks to mr unknown from timeless haunt for coming this is all
2: so jim jim calls me say oh dude you gotta crash the show so i was like all right I'll come <laughs> for a bit. I, I go to bed at nine o'clock and get up early but fuck it i like jim and i fucking love emissary so i, I had to come on very cool. I was wondering what. How did you get to know Jim? Jim. Yeah. How do I know you? <laughs>
4: um, I I was in another band called Silent Storm, and we got to know each other that way. Um, had uh, had had some folks in common in the business, and uh, and uh, the guy that produced our last record, "The Fire Never Dies," he um. Did the remastering, or did some did some work for uh, for a band that unknown was I used all with? It, yes, yeah. <laughs> so so that was uh, you know, and then just through Facebook, and we're like, label hey. mates. Yeah, that's true too.
2: Yeah. We're label mates through
4: uh, a record company. <laughs> <laughs> well, MS is on Underground Power. We're on oh, okay. Underground Power Records uh, out of Germany. And we're doing the... We, we actually printed up our own cassettes. Uh, so we are we got cassettes through that are just indie. And then uh, Underground Power is doing the vinyl and the CD. And we do all our own uh, digital. Yep. Well, that's cool.
1: How'd you get hooked up with Underground yep. Power?
4: Through cool the... What's that? Uh, yeah,
0: that's
4: it was... a cool uh, story, yeah. Jimbo. <laughs> well, uh, we got... Uh, silent storm was on was on a record label called Stormspell, and uh folks over at Stormspell uh said that they had that uh, underground power did some of their some of their releases put it out on vinyl or whatever and then um so so we kind of were acquainted a little bit that way but then we uh when we reformed in 2021 i was right tim Either beginning. late
3: 2020 or 2021. I think we started talking in 2020,
4: but yeah, 2021, I would say. Yeah. um, I, I just put a, I put a message out on Facebook saying, Hey, if we got back together uh, to maybe re-record some of the old demos or, you know, do a reunion show, would anybody care? And immediately I got a message from underground power saying, uh, if you guys do a new record, I want to put it out. Hmm. So we said, Hey, got label interest. And we started recording the new record and announced that we were doing that, and then of course we got hit up by four other labels, you know, that wanted to do it. It's like oh, we already have uh, an agreement with with Underground Power, and they've been really cool with us. So, oh,
1: wow. we got uh, two people joined us here right now. R J L Harris says greetings and timeless bass. Um, I don't know who that Who's is. Who's that? But, uh, yeah, he's watching as well. You know, no idea who that could be. Um, so, thank you guys for coming on the show. Um, now I was reading your little bio. Um, I, I, I've never heard of you guys, by the way. I, I only know, Jim, I only know you through Unknown Here, uh, mm-hmm. and Tim, I, I have no idea who you are at all. That's <laughs> fine. Nobody does. But uh, listening to your, your new album, which we'll talk about in a little while, uh, the new album's awesome, by the way. I really, really like it. Thank you. And um, I'm going through your bio, and I'm seeing that you guys really started in like the
4: early 90s. Yeah. Uh, so uh, when yeah ninety ninety three, 93 i think was when, when uh tim and i hooked up and yep and i usually you know uh you know there's a the little caveat i i reused a band name from an old band from that i was in in 89 back in vegas so when people kind of attach that to us it's sort of the Dawkins story you know like mm-hmm. does anybody really think that there was a dock before there was a Dawkins? i mean there was but everybody considers you know, the Breaking the Chains lineup, like the real Dawkins. Right, Nobody right. thinks about that shit from, like, the 70s that, you know, Don Dokken and his buddies were playing, like, in living rooms or whatever. <laughs> you know, it was right, called Dokken. They had a song called, uh, you know, uh, Paris is Burning, but it wasn't the same song, yeah. you know, and <clears throat> th- so it's it's kind of like that. I call it the uh, the pilot episode. You know, when you see a pilot episode of your favorite show and it's like, they didn't have it completely worked out yet, like, you know, it's threes company, but like Chrissy's a redhead and she's smart or whatever. You know, you watch the pilot episodes years <laughs> yeah. later and you're like, What were they thinking? You know, or whatever. No, yeah, yeah.
3: I mean, Fleetwood Mac did that too, and like even Journey, that old Journey stuff, you're never gonna hear the original Journey stuff on the radio, uh right. until, until they put out Escape and all that. And and Fleetwood Mac too. I mean, some of the diehard blues guys liked the old Fleetwood Mac before the girls were in the band, but mm. you know, before rumors came out. They were completely different bands. So, yeah. yeah, so
4: just like that. Yeah, so we say we were the original emissary because it's, uh, you know, the stuff from Vegas was just a, a garage band that you know, kind of doesn't really matter. I wrote, I wrote some of the lyrics that we reused later and had the, the logo, the band name and the logo. And when Tim and I met, we started working songs out and it turned out where he, he really liked the, uh, the band name and logo. So we just, we just reused that. Mm. But yeah, this, this band, the, the real emissary, Uh, started in 93 so you uh your 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 style of writing
2: is and i hate to i'm not trying to drop my my band's name here but uh, is very similar not maybe in a style but in a sense that you feel that you don't need to overplay the instrument to write a good song your your music is well written and uh could you elaborate a little bit more on that and why you do that do you do it purposely is it is it conscious or is it just just the way (laughs) It's written.
3: I mean, it's probably partially, you know, uh, when I was writing the M stuff with Jim, I I mean, I don't know, I don't know how much he remembers of this, but I'm sure he remembers some of it. I was literally reading guitar books and going to this small guitar or music shop in Medford. And I was getting lessons and I went to this guy after I met Jim, and I went to this guy and I was like, Hey, can you show me how to play some kind of a scale or something? I you know, I can do I can do this stuff, but I want to be able to do some of that stuff. And he just he showed me, you know, the pentatonic scale. And then I was like, oh my god, just like open this door for me. Oh my, I didn't know that there were patterns and ways to. Oh, you're in this key, so do this. So you know, I I will say I will defend myself with with the non super shredding stuff. I mean, I can play fast. I can't play all over the neck fast. I I can't what our other guitar player can do necessarily, but I was a big Chris DeGarmo guy, and uh, although I'm not, like, I won't say that Pink Floyd's one of my favorite bands, I will say that the, the way that David Gilmore played, I just, I, I want you to be able to hum my solos, I don't want to play a thousand miles an hour, in some spots I, I, I do the appropriate quick stuff, but, uh, and I can get up and down the neck, but I was really learning how to play when Jim and I met. And I remember, again, I had these guitar chord books sitting around and I was like, did you know that I can play the D minor chord up here now? And just learning all the stuff that just, just totally light bulb for me. And um, probably my favorite band ever is Rush. So I take some of the old Alex License stuff and like, like just Xanadu and, and just early stuff, twenty one twelve, and And I kind of just, you know when i started learning alex life's and chords i later came back to some of the metal stuff and i was like oh this stuff's really kind of not easy but not as hard to play as the alex life's and chord stuff you think alex is doing power chords but he's not he's doing crazy stuff <laughs> and so i really wanted to learn that and be good enough at that and then but my favorite my i always went back to the growing up in the bay area i it was really the the bay area thrash stuff going and Mm -hmm. being able to see exodus and little clubs and metallica and small clubs before they before master came out and uh death angel and and all of those bands from there all that riffing is the stuff that i was like that's the stuff that moves me the dave mustaine stuff that he wrote uh just the rhythmic stuff over the shreddy stuff is really what kind of turned me on and then it was really probably Chris garmo from queen's right that i would hear his solos and hum along with them and dave Mm medicani from ynt too um he would he would do something in a solo and then he would do the same thing and add a note and then the same thing and add two notes kind of like neil peart does with his with his fills he'll do something and then something a little extra but the same thing so I, i took those things and i i i just I adopted them so I'd like to do some do some stuff and have have a reason I, I need to have a reason where I'm going in a song uh, solo wise I rarely will just okay we're recording go and I'll do a solo and, ah, that one wasn't as good let's try a different one and then do something different I, I kind of map it out and do it that way although again a lot of people in our genre probably technically can do some stuff that I, I just would not be able to do so yeah. I try and uh, hide that but, but uh, not that, hide the fact that i can't do it because our other guitar player can definitely he's going to blow people's minds when they but, see but, him live but you don't but together,
2: need to, yeah. you don't need to do it that reminds me of an ozzy uh, quote yeah. that you know play me, a, play, me a, you know, play me a you know play me guitar but don't play me something that's going to impress steve Vai or or you know definitely malmsteen yeah. play me a play me something that's going to make a kid want to pick up his guitar hundred percent that to me is what you guys yeah. do what you're very good at that. so so you, you know songwriting like, i love your songwriting i love the catchiness thank you. to it uh thank you. i like that it's not over the top but you can tell the skill is there you definitely got you know you guys definitely know what the hell you're doing
3: yeah, I, yeah Jim. jim's that. got a
2: great voice on him but he doesn't overuse it and i like that
3: yeah
4: right. thank you i appreciate that yeah I, I think i think really it's just a matter of you get to a point where. Um, you know, and I'll, and I'll say like, you know, in my last band in silent storm, the, the, the songs where we really were doing stuff that was technical and layers and, and, and talked about like, Oh, I'll do the minor third here and this harmony, blah, blah, blah. Like you can work all that shit out and people don't necessarily like it any more than the simple thing that you came up with. Right. So it's like a simple, straightforward, you know, rhythm, punchy, you know, good, catchy rhythm is a lot of times, more effective, that's you know than something that's you know.
2: Yeah. most yeah. people aren't musicians. That's why, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, yeah, <laughs> sure.
3: yeah, and they, so yeah, and they don't know. And when we were again, when we were writing, I really, I really glob onto other bands. I'll be honest, I do. I glob onto, to, okay, I'm really into this now, so I'm gonna write some stuff. And Death Angel was a band that the vocal switched a lot. There was a, the backing, you know. And I'm a huge Kiss fan too, and and I like other singers but so when Jim and I were going back and forth like we would do a thing where okay I'm going to sing the part of the pre- pre-chorus and then you sing instead of just doing a harmony we would switch vocals back and forth and also I kept that in mind when we were writing just because I wanted to be able to do it live um in Solitude's a song on the album that was one of the tougher ones because I'm switching patches at the same time going from clean to dirty and then I'm doing while I'm doing that I'm doing the uh the singing the pre-chorus And then Jim comes in and we kind of trail each other. And uh, so when we were writing, we were writing it that way. And so I kind of had to uh, simplify some parts too, later as we were writing, knowing I'm going to do some of the singing. Uh, So yeah, there are a lot of reasons, but Jim and I, like we wrote together so well. I mean, that's why we're together now after all of these years without us becoming huge and famous and that's why a band has lasted thirty years or something. Uh, we 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 didn't last that whole time, but every time we've worked together, it's always been okay. We we finish each other's sentences musically, um, and uh, so so that really worked out. And yeah, and I think whether it's simple or or not, it's uh, it's stuff that I I want you to be able to hum it and be able to digest it. it. You know, Tool's great; they're they're super talented. You know, and I but I can listen to only so much. Uh, and then you people say back to me, it's like, wait a minute, dude, you're a Rush fan, and I'm like, yeah, that's different. I don't know why. I can't explain why. And I can listen to Crest of Steel and Hemispheres and all of that and 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 digest that. But I think that's just built into my DNA now because I've been listening since like fourth grade. But I don't want you to have to think too hard. And uh, and when Disturbed came out, they they taught me a lot for the for the later. Even though they're not newer, they're still newer in my head. And uh, they, they just kind of went straight forward, straight at you rhythmically. Everything was rhythmic. The guitar work isn't over the top. Some of the drumming is really cool and a lot of good double bass and technical stuff. But, but that's the stuff that speaks to me. So it's natural for it to come out of me. And then Jim, you know, is, is exactly the same way when our puzzle pieces kind of fit together in, in our writing
2: I'm just blown away that you said the band is 30 years old because Jim doesn't look like he's 30 years old himself. I mean, you look <laughs> fucking great, dude. How old are you? Like 60? Uh, uh, I'm 50. <laughs> I'm,
4: I'll be 51 this year. Yeah. Hey, you look good for your age, man. Shit. You know, it's it's all the uh, Wayne's it's, it's all like the 20. fast food. You know, the preservatives <laughs> preserve me. You know, junk food. Yeah. I wish yeah. I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. What? Well, now how you... old are you? Really? How, unknown. How old are you?
2: 999 that's what your facebook don't... profile says I'm... i thought you was 66 16 46 you don't look a day over 47 so <laughs> thanks so
4: <laughs> i mean not, not like we can tell yeah, exactly. you know with the, with the mask and the hood i did the kiss thing he takes that shit off he probably looks like he's 15 you know yeah probably <laughs>
1: Oh, that's too funny but uh you just talked about Docken. uh you did play a show with Docken very early on how was that did you get to meet them or anything you will talk to don Docken or anything or
4: um i i didn't <laughs> but uh some of some of our some of our band did yeah. the, the the only the only time that i had any interaction with him <laughs> tim's got a funny story or <laughs> other, he, he can either tell it or not but but uh, my my only reaction uh was uh was we had to walk through their dressing room to get our gear out, like that was to the back door. And as we walked through, uh, Don and, and George were on George. opposite sides of the room, sitting at two different tables. And as we walked through, they, they looked up, kind of made eye contact, and both of them went like, they looked away in opposite directions, like, almost like, uh, don't talk to me, please. I, I don't want you to <laughs> talk to me. You know, kind of. and, uh, but Jeff was cool. Jeff was cool. Hey, you guys are awesome, man. He held the door for us, and he was really cool. Um, Mick, I, I, I didn't even, you know, I think Mick was late to the sound check. He was probably- He didn't even know, want to down. come in.
3: Yeah, he didn't even want to come in. Our friend had to get up and do the sound check. Anybody uh, out there yeah. play drums? And, and a friend yeah. of ours- that we were My drum tech. Kid, yeah, yeah, drum tech got up and said okay and and he's not a he's kind of a smaller guy like me and he's on this giant kit we almost didn't play that show because of the size of that kit he had these 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 like cannon kick drums that went literally to the end (laughs) end of the thing and literally i had to stay i had to crawl around the back to get to my spot when we when the lights went out And i'm like okay put on my had to walk around this thing because i could not get over to my bass player because that was in the way and they even said to us i'm not sure if you guys are going to be able to play after like they're using half our gear too it was like wow okay i don't okay i'll just go take my board back and see how you guys you guys can do acoustic but uh with that same story i had uh their their dressing room was upstairs you had to walk up some stairs so i was walking up the stairs just I don't know. I was guessing I was going to the back. And as I walk up the stairs, like my head gets up to the point where you can see the level now mm. and it gets up one more and, Li- and Lynch is there completely naked facing me. <laughs> like <laughs> Literally. And I'm just like, I like, it was, it was one of the worst moments. <laughs> moment. I didn't know it. Like, should I have hooked him up or should I have just like, Said sorry and walked back down. I just, I did finish going up, and I just walked by. I kind of, kind of acted like I wasn't looking, but it was, uh, it was an odd, fucking, very odd moment for me. And uh, I'm blushing now because it was, it was, it was a good, it was a good story. And interestingly <laughs> enough, I, you know, I grew up working in. A, 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 I'm not going to say where I really worked, but uh, like, and no, I better say where I worked or else it's going to ahead, really go ahead. bad that I was around a bunch of naked guys. But I worked for a pro football team and I uh, growing up and so I was always in the locker room and I was a little guy so everybody was walking around naked about where my head is so I was kind of used to being in awkward situations not looking at stuff and acting like (laughs) I, I don't see anything let me just grab your underwear and your jock strap and I'll get out of your way and then uh so but it reminded me of that for sure but I was like and then my brain what my brain does I'm like fuck dude That's George fucking Lynch, you know, because I, you know, I remember going and seeing the Doc and Dio tour when Tooth and Nail came out, which is like one of my all time favorite albums of all time. And so going, you know, you go to arenas and you see these bands that you worship and there was more mystery back then with bands, you know, Kiss, you didn't, before they took off the makeup, you didn't know what they looked like. You didn't know if Ozzy was evil and you didn't know if Blackie Lawless really did things or did, did Gene Simmons really bite, you know, bite things and bleed because of it or step on puppies so there was so much mystery (laughs) back then that that that's what made the concert so cool so going to arenas and seeing these bands and now we're in the same room with them and i'm super grateful that it was the original members and i know one was originally the bass player but to me jeff bilson is the original bass player and uh it was that that was really cool that we got to be a part of a show with all original guys and I was waiting for them to play my favorite song and they did not play it that night which really upset me but which is just got lucky which was surprising but I I did remember looking down at that show looking down knowing that I'm standing in George Lynch's spot for the first minute night, and um looking over at his pedal system and he had this old beat up you know I'm this new guitar player trying to be all fancy so i had all this midi stuff set up by this uh, uh guitar at musician's friend and he said this his name's mike ton and and he just set up all my midi and it's all just flashing lights and then george lynch had this like rotting piece of wood with all these boss <laughs> pedals nailed to it and uh and and i mean it worked out worked out great obviously for him but it, it for me that that was one of those moments of of uh you know, you feel like you made it. And, and I remember having a moment with Jim backstage. Our backstage consisted of a little room that had some empty kegs in it. And um, on top of the keg was a bowl of tongues and some amodium AD shots because my stomach doesn't do well. I still get nervous. I've, I've, I've played on stage now. I'm in a couple of tribute bands and I've played in cover bands and I, I play a lot, but I still get exactly the same nervous every single night I play and back. And I just remember back then just sucking on Tom's and, and, and we were just like, uh, but, but I remember Jim and I kind of, we, we had the same past to a degree in the eighties of our love for it and go like, here's our moment. We, this is the one we've worked up to. So definitely that docking show was uh I I don't remember it. I remember one thing. I remember people singing our lyrics. And then I remember throwing a pick out and having people that I don't know go down to get it. Cause they don't know that I'm just going to go home after that show to my normal house in Medford and clean the cat litter and do all of those things. They think I'm some kind of a, Hey, they're playing with doc and they must be kind of an up and coming cool rock band. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so those moments were, were the ones that will always stick with me. Uh, and since then I've opened for bands and stuff and done that, but that was the, the greatest definitely moment yet, you know, you know, that we worked hard, Jim and I worked hard, uh, wow putting you that guys, together in a
2: small town, in a small guys, town. You, I'm sorry. Let I me mean, cut y'all. If you guys recently no, no, a, I'm done. You guys recently did a pretty big show with Tesla a couple of months back, right? How
4: was that? Yeah, that, yeah, that was, uh,
1: that was like at the beginning of the pandemic almost pretty much middle of the pandemic. Uh, I, think, I thought it was
4: really, a, wow. Yeah. We kind of thought that the pandemic was winding down about that point, And it was, uh, it was interesting because we hadn't had a rock show in town for, for a couple of years and then, yeah, Tesla got booked and we got put on there as, as direct support and they were still, everyone was doing masks and, um, Yeah. we didn't know everyone was, was, was crazy stressed out, uh, at that show that they said that our crew couldn't walk past their crew and all this kind of thing. And we found out later that it, like before they went on, obviously that Frank had contracted, uh, COVID the day before and couldn't do the tour. So they they flew in a a substitute guitar player and they had to do their entire show as a sound check because he'd never played the songs before. And then they played their set and played perfectly and sounded yeah. amazing.
3: They, yeah, they were amazing, but we're sitting there waiting to do a sound check and everybody knows that you know when you're backstage waiting to do your set and other bands are playing or whatever, you you know, at least for me, I still the nerves still keep going. And then we're like, okay, so and we're looking at the clock. We're like, okay, cool. Can't wait to get up there and do our sound check because we haven't been on stage in 25 years together. Now, so- would you
2: say it's nerves or more anxiousness? Because I know before my, when I, when I go out, I get I get really anxious. Like, I just want to get the hell out there and get started and get the song in and then start to mm-hmm. hit my groove. Is that how you feel? On the long days, nervous? yes.
3: On the, on the long, uh, on the shows that have a few bands that are going before me, it's more that. It's more like, you know, I, I just want to start doing the loading and, and getting on stage. Um, I still have a nervous thing that I did. I still went through this thing of, oh, they're going to judge me. I'm going to suck or whatever. <laughs> Even with the, with the, that first Dawkins show, I knew that there would be guitar players that like technical players. And I wasn't going to give them the George Lynch stuff. I mean, I could fake it. Some people probably think I'm like super shredder when they watch me play. Cause I can, I can do all that stuff, but but the, the and, and the funny thing that you, you said that the, the funniest thing, the one time I was not nervous ever was that show, the biggest show we played. And it was time to go on. And the band actually had me go out first. And instead of playing an intro through the speakers, I went out and did a thing with a I have a pedal that kind of sounds like violins and cellos and stuff. So I they, they were like, you go out by yourself, start the show, hit your volume pedal and play some kind of classical sounding stuff. And then we'll go into a silent treatment. And even though even though I had to even do that, uh, I that was the one show I wasn't nervous. It was like, I have been working for this show like forever. I'm not gonna even let the nerves really mess with me there. So uh, it turned out to be just exactly what we had dreamt it to be, except for like the very end, the uh, stage manager for Tesla did not let us finish and he cut us <laughs> off 3 minutes early
4: and yeah we I, got our our last sh- our last song that that we were man we were saving the best for last and then uh, I go to announce the last song and he's going get the fuck off the stage you know cuz it was cuz the the guy that announced us had gone over so we didn't get started until 10 minutes later you know it was oh, it was it was almost time for for them to i mean and it's not like it would have you know killed anybody had we You know, played our our last song, so that was a that was a little bit of a bummer. But it was the only the only bummer the whole night. Everything else was awesome. Yeah, Yeah, you didn't have to be a dick about it.
1: Yeah, (laughs) he's on stage.
4: You know, you're doing them a fucking favor. You know. Yeah, Yeah, tim got into it. I mean, he was. I I thought that they were going to throw down, man. He's like, like like, while people are
3: walking, yeah, people are waiting for us to play the next song, and I'm like talking to the guy, and then I'm looking over my at my tech. And my tech grabs his phone and just holds his phone up and it's 27 after and we're supposed to finish at 30 after, even though the promoter said, if you go one or two minutes over, it won't kill anyone if you get to that point. So we're like, okay, let's finish our last three minute song. And then this thing and I'm just like, I just was like, really, dude, you're really doing this right here. Everybody's sitting there watching us waiting for our last song. And we're in Medford where people know us and people are there to see emissary too. So that was a bummer. And the dude was just flexing a muscle that, that, that kind of sucked. And then it ended up being (laughs) actually, they played that show. That was their first night of the tour. They only played one more night Uh, and then they all got COVID. So uh, we're glad to have played the one of two nights of that tour. And uh, (laughs) so we were lucky there, but um that aside from that bummer part everything else was the merch table and the lines to to get us to sign stuff and 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 sold so much you know it was a, it was a dream come true night for sure um probably the and the one we had dreamt up we had played a show earlier on uh back in back in 95 or 96 and we played with the cherry Pop and daddies and uh really that was about 2,000 people too so i think it think i think so it yeah. was, it Wayne, Wayne was knows it was, who
2: that is. Who is that, Wayne? Uh, <laughs> uh, how do you explain that? Um... Uh, right. <laughs> they were
4: like a ska swing yes, band. Yes, right. uh, I
2: have no yeah. fucking had clue. horns. You lost me there. <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: Like it the made... like the Brian Setzer orchestra type. Oh, okay. Thing. But yeah. they're from here.
4: <laughs> so they're 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 like regional heroes. And this was before they broke big. So you know, it's we, we got put on that show. It was really bizarre. Um, you know, this sort of thrash band, you know, opening up for for the ska swing band, and that's kind I mean, of what we, I was,
2: was going to ask you next about it, because of the varying contrasts between, say, Tesla and you guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty drastic. I mean, obviously, rock people are rock people, but you guys are you guys are metal. They're not. I don't consider Tesla metal. Uh, not like
4: I would going say over. that. I mean, the, like that. What was your reception like? Even if we hadn't have been, you know, the hometown heroes or whatever, I think we still would have gone over well because you know we're melodic and. You know, we, we played our ballad and it, it's, it's crunchy guitars. And the, the people that like Tesla, they're not exclusively Tesla fans. Yeah. I mean, the people that like Tesla also like Metallica, yeah, and Megadeth, right. you know, so you come out sounding a little bit, something like, like a little bit like an anthrax Metallica Megadeth or whatever, opening up for the hard rock band who, you know, has a little bit of a, a docking flavor, you know, at times or whatever, the, the, the people that were there still, I think would have dug us either way. Yeah, and like our heaviest
3: song we didn't even play. That's the one they cut. The song <laughs> "Ruler of Defiance," which yeah. we were toying with opening with. We're gonna, we may be opening with that coming up here soon. But yeah. you know, a lot of bands like to do that fast double time song to open up, and we did not do that for that show because we we knew where we were uh, with Tesla. We did not play Chemical Hatred or Pine Box or any of that. But we were getting to do let's let's kick it off with Ruler, and then they kicked us off stage. So they didn't get our any of our super super fast stuff.
2: Now, do you like the labels, or does that fucking drive you nuts? Because I, I I fucking hate being labeled by the. There's so many goddamn labels. What are you? If we're speed metal, thrash metal, fucking death yeah. metal, I well, fucking hate all that shit. Are you? So now you people hate call that,
3: that
4: or. Yeah, I don't uh, because I don't, I, I, mean, I I ran a record store for okay. for years. So to me, uh, being able to tell somebody um, specifically what something is, I mean. If if you didn't, if everything was just like oh it's all just metal or whatever, you're going to spend you you know hours trying to find something that's perfect for your taste you know and you got to listen to the black metal and death metal and progressive this and-
2: it's not even the black metal and the death metal and i get all that in the power metal i get the the help me out here wayne you know more genres than i do we're oh talking like uh, post melodic death i mean come on what right the fuck you know, is that, Seriously,
1: that, what that the kind of, of category on. Yeah. so what
2: do you can control what do you consider yourself what what is emissary
4: We say we're a cross between melodic thrash and U.S. power metal. And if you listen to a lot of the U.S. power metal, I I would say that, you know, listen to Iced Earth or whatever. It kind of sounds like, it doesn't sound like European power metal. Hmm. It has more of a Judas Priest, Metal Church, um, you know, Laws Rocket, heathen bands like that. You know, it's it's Metallica fused with power metal. And it's not as, it's not as, you know. Uh, it's, grandiose it's more, sounding.
1: I guess it, it's more considered than um, uh, traditional heavy metal. Yeah, uh, new, a, new wave of traditional heavy metal is now what the, the new term is now for... When
4: we when we were together before, our, our business card said power metal on it, and it was 94. This is, I'm talking before there was all of the, you know, whatever. Uh, I mean, Halloween was around, but right, you know, the all the other bands that came around that were like, oh, stuff yeah. yeah, yeah, that wasn't a thing yet. So yeah we were like, hey, Metallica had power metal on their business card. You know, That's Pantera true. had an album called Power Metal. And yeah, well, I, I was a fan of, of that band before they were the tough guy band, you know. So mm-hmm, to, to me, it was like, it meant like powerful heavy metal, you know, um, almost thrash. We're, we yes. kind of sound like a thrash band without being a million miles an hour all the time, you know.
3: Yeah. And I think, I think we, we're aware we would not, if we're playing a show with other heavy bands, or just playing a show, we would not have it advertised as emissary, a thrash band, and then a bunch of fans of Exodus comes, and then they're like, "Wait a minute!" I mean, there are there are a couple parts in there that were cool, but this is definitely not thrash. And I, I always say I always put melodic thrash simply because that 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 that's what I I think I kind of bring. Yeah. Um, but but you know, it's funny. I I I always like the, the the albums that that everybody's like, "I don't like that album." it's not heavy enough but like like death angel Act 3 is my favorite death angel album and and they you know there was a point they wouldn't even play anything off of that album because it was their whatever you know and what some people think about the black album they're like what about master and and injustice you know it's not heavy enough and uh but tim and i agree on
4: on that on that 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 the thrash bands a lot of times sounded better when they played more melodic stuff
2: right 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 you know like those
4: those records that 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 a lot of people will be like, Oh, the ritual by Testament, that's the, you know, that's the pussy album or, or the, or I don't know, Megadeth cryptic writings, whatever. Those are, those are fucking great records, yeah. you know, and mm-hmm. death angel act three or whatever, like um, something wicked by, by nuclear assault, you know, it's like the, when they slowed down a little bit and and focused a little more on melody and a little bit more on groove and a little bit more on playing quality, mid-tempo, heavy, heavy metal riffs. That's when those bands, I think, sound the best. Yeah. So yeah, that's, I like, I that, like, that's uh, a huge inspiration for us.
1: Yeah, I love the thrash, like uh, like Forbidden. I don't know if you're like, a yeah. fan of oh, the yeah. band. I like stuff like that, like you guys, with the melodic guitar melodies and stuff in there, too. So, I mean, I love the the other thrash, too, the, the faster yeah. stuff. But my favorite yeah. is, like, when you got the, the, the vocals like yours is, like, uh, not power metal-type vocals, but not, like, the grunting and the growling, but, the, like, the melodic
4: yeah <laughs> I'm using that's, that's yeah, yeah i'll i'll take forbidden over creator any day you know nothing right. nothing against creator or or slayer or any of that you know like it's that's fine you know it's it, it's just that's just not my thing at, at all it's just i i don't i, I don't hear uh, like the songs that i don't really care for by metallica are like fight fire with fire and the songs that are just it's like you know i'll take the the slower so i'll take whom the bells tolls over fight fire with fire you know what i mean i'll take yeah, yeah. i'll take seek and destroy over metal militia this is
2: a man that fucking gets it that's right fucking
3: yep. get it dude that's, I mean, that's
4: what i'm talking about
3: yeah i mean it's fun to flex your muscle and i like only the heavy stuff and but it's like <laughs> eye of the beholder i think the riff from eye of the beholder Wait, uh awesome. is the one like yeah. right when they get into that you cannot move you cannot not go dude you cannot not do that and that's what I want people to do when I write, you know, with silent treatment. Dun, 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 dun. I just, that's what moves me the most. Uh, not the, you know, add some fast stuff here and there. to just bring up the energy. But, but when it's all that, it's, it's like, okay, I mean, I mean, you know, and then you get into the, are you trying to be speed metal or, are you, you know, you know, mm-hmm. I, I like our hodgepodge and I'm fine with other people labeling us. Uh, you know, we have some that, I mean, that's kind of where we're coming up with some of the stuff is people are saying, you know, this is kind of what you sound like, but we get it all over the spectrum from, from Slayer to uh, Queensryche, you know, you guys sound kind of like Queensryche and, uh, and I'm just like, well, I mean, I'm glad you hear that hidden in there somewhere uh, because I am influenced by that. But uh,
4: our label, our label has put, um, I think they're putting for fans of heathen um, power mad and metal church. Well, I like and I'm a, I'm a huge metal yeah. church guy so i'm a huge power mad fan <laughs> yeah <laughs> hell yeah dude you listen to power mad uh i like nice dreams you know i mean oh, that dude. record was pretty cool so. Fuck it. they're a great fucking band you still
1: dude. have to do that show you
2: wanted to do we do uh, we power do power have to do
4: that i didn't show. forget yeah. okay. what 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 show
1: uh he, he since he likes power mad he wanted to do one of the albums
2: album versus yeah. album.
4: yeah, yeah. So what was the other
2: album you wanted to do? Power Mad versus what? Oh, I don't remember. It was. Album. It was like <laughs> two years ago. Noggle. Noggle always argues with me about yeah. something, so yeah, I'm sure he'll, <laughs> he'll have
1: something. Uh, we have uh, actually, we've got a lot of people in here. Well, not too many, six. But, uh, that's good for us. Uh, I guess <laughs> your, your uh, guitarist Charlie is either he's still here or or was here. Uh, he says uh, your stage manager was the only one screaming for us to get off the stage, uh, and the crowd was so the crowd was so supportive. Yeah. And he also says uh, emissary is his favorite band of all time. That <laughs> <Ben? laughs> he's
4: not. Biased. He gets to be in his favorite uh, band. Yeah. That's cool, <laughs> right? That's,
3: yeah. That's
1: but uh thanks for everybody for watching. Uh let's see, I had some Definitely. things here too. Um, so you guys were featured in a uh a book at one point. Uh, two decade two decades later, after you guys disbanded in ninety-six, um and then you guys got back together. I mean, was it because of like you saw people were taking interest in your band? How why did you guys get back together? Was it because of that or
4: partially? Well, that it kind of that kind of launched us. So i was playing in a band called cruella i don't know if you know that band i was i was in that band for about eight months and we played northwest metal fest with with wild dogs and the accused and and q5 and and had, had a great time with that and uh played a show with ynt um the the heaven and Hell records had just reissued the cruella albums um and they were getting offered hey if you can get the old band back together you can do some some fun stuff some festivals or whatever they could keep, they got everybody back together but the original singer was like i'm not even a singer anymore i don't want anything to do with this you know so uh, i'd worked with them in the past uh, on a on a reissue back in the 90s and um, and they knew me and they said well you know if there's one guy that will be able to deliver the songs from vengeance is mine it's jim harris so i i got the call joined that band and through that band i met a guy named james beach who owns northwest uh metalworks he's one of the one of the owners and they were putting this book together about um the heavy music scene in the pacific northwest from mm-hmm. 1970 to 95 or whatever the book was so almost finished what's that yeah <laughs> so and just I, in there. I, we yeah. had played in 94 in in portland a couple times and james messages me and he said and he just goes did you guys ever play up up here in the portland area because we're from southern oregon so it's it's kind of a little bit we're almost we're almost in california mm. it's it's five-hour drive to to portland so i said yeah i I, we we played the rock on broadway or the sorry the rock on broadway that's where we played in san francisco the roseland yeah we played the roseland a couple times he says you have any flyers or any tickets or any of that and i said yeah i got some pictures and all that he goes if you can prove that you you were playing the pacific northwest scene before 95 you guys deserve a place in this book so i sent him a bio and photos and all this kind of thing didn't even know if we were getting in and then the book came out and our bass player uh pete peter sean kinney gets it and opens it up and in there's a picture of us in there it's not it's not just our bio and and discography and all that there's a there's a photo and they didn't put a photo of of everybody in there they they felt that we were important enough to to stick our band photo in there Mm -hmm. um so that was kind of shocking and that was one of those things where then people just started talking you know it just one thing leads to another you know like I posted on Facebook, "Hey, we got in this book or whatever," and that was when um, we started talking about, like, "Hey, you know, what if we got back together and uh, and and maybe uh, and and maybe gave this another shot?" Because I mean, those those demos that that we did um, on our new album, there's a bonus disc, like mm-hmm. if you get the deluxe edition, and it's all of our old demos remastered. They're cool, but you know, we're just so much better now. We thought, you know, what if we went back in the studio and actually really. Really re-recorded these and, and made the songs sound the way they probably should have the first time. So mm. we hired a producer named Doug Hill, who's worked with bands all kinds of modern metal bands like Mastodon and uh, Neurosis and Helmet. Mm. Um, agreed. He 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 hit me up and said, uh, "I'd like to I'd like to mix the new records. So went in the studio with him and re-recorded a bunch of the old demos and put uh, Hypochondriac on there, a song that we had started writing when the band broke up the first time you know because we i mean we yeah. broke up essentially because of grunge you know it was 96 and we're in the mm-hmm. pacific northwest and nobody wanted to book a you know an old school classic power metal band you know they, they, they were like oh you guys do guitar solos yeah never mind
0: mm-hmm. no aggressive yeah. rock
4: yeah they, they weren't even calling metal like metal shows were called aggressive rock shows they weren't even using the word metal
0: really, oh. so <laughs>
4: we would send up the press kit out you know the glossy and a demo and all that and they'd hear us and go yeah this this isn't gonna work you know and we started we were getting booked with bands that sounded like jane's addiction and smashing pumpkins and nirvana and all this kind of stuff and it was the writing was on the wall like okay we're, we got to either buy into this and become you know one of these wallet chain bands which we you know a lot of bands sort of fell into that trap you know we, we did for a little while uh and until the point where we realized yeah it's it's just not even we've lost our identity, you know, and, and all these years later, you know, went all, we all went off and did our own thing. And then suddenly the new wave of traditional heavy metal comes back and I'm doing silent storm and, and, uh, and, and that the book comes out and next thing you know, I'm, I'm getting emails saying, Hey, you know, what about emissary? Mm. So, so we, uh, we decided to put it back together and, and give it a go. 25 years later, hadn't yet, like Tim was saying, we hadn't stepped on the stage together in 25 years.
1: So was it easy for you guys to remember those old demo songs or did you really have to take a long time to go back and relearn that or how
4: that for me, out? I mean, I had, it's, they're imprinted in my DNA. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I may have played those songs a long time ago, but I mean, I've, I've listened to them a lot over the years and, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it's, I mean, I'll never forget the lyrics or, or whatever to, to those songs. And I think Tim's the same way. It's just like, he probably didn't even have to practice. He just picked up a guitar. And was like, oh yeah. I remember how to play that. You know, that correct.
3: Way. Is that true, I, I, yeah even practicing it uh, you know throughout my life i would you know play those old songs because i hate calling them old songs but play those songs because i i like them i mean i i always and i always still i you know i had one cd one really gross looking old cd that was like peeling that was that had three of our songs on it um that that i got back then when they gave us a master cd thing and uh it was always in one of my cars and I would always every once in a while listen to it so it was def- for me yeah I I probably within a day if somebody said tomorrow night you have to play an emissary set without playing for so long I could have I would have been able to do that yeah. so uh
4: but- it was originally it was our, our drummer uh Eric Hoover who who played on that that first demo he he was the one that that kind of started the 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 talk about like you know hey you know uh, i'm such a better drummer now i'd really like to re-record those that stuff you know and play to a click track and actually uh, yeah. play that stuff well and uh when when he's when he gave us the idea it was all just like a perfect storm like like my other band was was folding and the the new wave traditional heavy metal thing was 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 rising up and the book comes out and and he says well, hey i'd like to maybe do a reunion show it all just fell into place
1: well, that brings us the right to, time. That brings us to the actual album, the Wretched Masquerade. Uh, did you plan? Did you uh, maybe want to go back and make new songs, or did you really just want to stick with these demo songs?
4: At first, we started writing. We started writing new material when we actually have some some material, some newer material written. But as we started re-recording the old stuff, um, it I think it became aware to everybody that you know what, let's just have this record be essentially you know the the old material recorded properly Mm -hmm. and again like i said uh, hypochondriac was something that we started it was a song that was never really finished the first thing i wanted was like hey let's finish that song that'd be like a bridge to this new material we wrote a couple songs like finished a couple of new songs and uh as we were demoing it we uh we just said you know what tim was like let's keep it eight songs he's like master of puppet
5: oh he froze
4: on uh,
1: my head Tell you back now nope he's froze
0: again
2: weird face yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> anyway he I was, was gonna... saying that i i had said master of puppets ride the lightning some of the you know and i know those are heavier than we are a little bit but i uh i mean i was just like i like those albums let's give them yeah leave a I, I don't like the term leave want more but kind of let, let's feed them a, an eight course meal and at the end they're wiping their face saying that was awesome I can't wait to come back to this restaurant and you know have that again uh, uh 10 songs yeah we and we didn't want to mix the old with the new so the new stuff uh we yeah Jim and I started writing again and uh and we do plan on you know uh when things calm down <laughs> after we tour and stuff you know, uh, our plan is to do, do the follow up. Yeah.
4: I gave was, Tim a hard time about his connection, and then I'm the one that lost connection. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and you, and you had
2: a your face, face too. It was your fun. face froze <laughs> up so fucking yeah, like gnarly. It was awesome. Yeah,
1: I'll but, use that for the uh, YouTube. Yeah, uh, oh, picture. definitely, definitely. definitely. <laughs>
2: that for the, that's it for sure. <laughs> but, uh, listening to I the was demos. Just, well, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry, I know the, it's your show. It's your, show. <laughs> your show, I'm just helping, I'm just helping out. I'm just yeah, helping I'm your color man tonight. But what? I want—I I just wanted to say <laughs> to Jim and Tim, I love that song, Hypochondriac. The—the—the fucking—the—the uh, the chorus is nice and catchy, and it—it's cool. Just cool riff. Your video for it was awesome. I know. Yeah. Uh, me and Jim talked about that before it was officially released. I was, but uh, yeah, that was a—it came out really well. So, just Thank want to you. compliment you guys on that. Whoever did the camera work on it was on it.
4: Yeah. Yeah, the we like the video and you know and it's one of those songs that it I always say that it, it doesn't matter where the song starts, you know, like who it starts with, you know, that was that was a song like I wrote the basic structure of it and then gave it to Tim and he and he added all these all these uh, timisms, you know, and <laughs> and added things to, you know, put put jewelry on it or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. added these these little the guitar flourishes and 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 changed the the picking pattern on on some things and, and made it sound more like him. And next thing you know, it, you know, and, and he's got his vocals in there where I say, uh, what is it, Tim? What's the vocal? It's I'm still alive. I'm still still alive. alive. And he, and his, his voice comes in, you know, to where now, okay, that sounds like emissary. Yeah. Go ahead. I I was listening.
1: (laughs) <laughs> are you sure
4: it's your show. <laughs> i'm actually
2: i actually need to step out soon but go ahead uh, yeah no
1: we're we're finishing up soon actually we're getting to almost uh 10 o'clock um so i was listening to the demos and yeah they do sound good but uh i'm glad that you did re-record them because uh you it gave the those songs uh, a new life and uh, i agree 100 yeah, they, they yeah. sound they sound awesome now so it's you know a brand new start pretty much with this this album and uh, yeah it, it came out really good I really like it and uh, hopefully the next one will be even better because you'll have yeah. new songs that nobody's ever heard before um, and then I was also reading you had uh, uh, Claudius uh, Creamer on one of the demo songs how did that come about No 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 Oh no. he's on the, album. Oh, he's he's on on the, the album. album oh I read the thing Yeah one. but he's on the album yeah. All right.
3: On Ruler of Defiance he does the uh, I I kind of wanted him to I was like, let's. well, first of all, I mean, there's nothing wrong with getting a guest on there that is part of a band that, again, I grew up in the Bay Area. So Possessed was Seven Churches and Larry Lalonde back then. And they were just a big deal to me. And I had seen them so many times. And and they were definitely the heavier of all of those bands, but mm. still definitely loved them. I loved their logo. I thought they're, I, I, I get into, you know, whatever it is, the aesthetic, just, you know, so we were talking about it, and I knew Jim knew him, and I, I, I said, you know, what if, we, what if we get him to guest, and, uh, and he said he would do it, and then I was like, you know, he's so good that, that I would love just some kind of an iconic, just super, just fast-ripping, impressive solo there. Um, not thinking about it, I would have to emulate it live ever. I was like, let's. Uh, no, I'll just go back. We to give the that to Charlie. To <laughs> yeah. Well, and then I give it to Charlie, of course, because Charlie can can pull that off. But um, yeah, it was really cool. And we 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 gave him an area, and then he he kind of went over the area, and we were like, awesome. Like like Jim might have thought that. Oh, Tim might not like that. He went past the part Tim gave him, but but it was like so good. We're like, no, go. And then I would do a little. I'd harmonize to that as we're coming out. So I do the beginning solo and then the outro stuff. But but when Claudius comes in, you could tell, and it's it's just like, you know, and he, you know, he did it. It, it doesn't hurt to be able to say in your press that that you had somebody from possessed on your album. So yeah,
4: sure does. Uh, it. I don't know. Speaking the, of the guys, original version of that song too. That 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 guitar solo we was a, guess, a guest sorry. was a guest spot to begin with uh our producer chuck rosa who was uh he produced um laws rocket no stranger to danger and uh abattoir the only safe place and worked uh, he produced the first la guns record and all, like all this stuff that we were just stoked to have this you know this star producer
0: Rockstar, working yeah, yeah. with us
4: when we were yeah. you know we were fucking kids and didn't know what we were doing and and he worked with all these bands on metal blade and all this so uh when that part of that solo came up uh tim gave chuck the solo and was like hey you want to play a solo on that so that section was always kind of like a spot for a guest guitar player during during that moment so on when we went to re-record it uh tim goes you know claudius right you know and uh i was like yeah i can hit him up and see see if he'd do it and he, i was like hey man would you, how much would you charge us to put a solo on that he goes fucking send me this song. <laughs> the song next thing you know he said yeah he sends this uh, brilliant ripping shredding solo back and we're just like Like, yeah, uh, that's that's going on. That's that's going on the song. Speaking of guests on albums, you know,
2: me and you. I was just going to ask that. I was going to like, you know, maybe the next one collab here coming up, maybe.
4: Oh, yeah, let's do it.
2: We've got to. I think we're going to. I think that'd
4: be really cool. Well, actually, you can uh, have me on a Timeless Haunt Song. I'll have you on an emissary song. Either or. I'd be into that. I'll only charge you 200 bucks.
3: Oh, (laughs) really? Only?
4: (laughs) (laughs) What a deal hope we make 200 bucks on this tour. yeah let's start saving now yeah saving
1: now now uh the wretched masquerade is only available right now digital when is the physical release coming do you know
4: Uh, we've been saying that it's may 27th just to put a date on it but it might be before that uh, depending on you know it's one of those things where the the pressing plant blah 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 Mm -hmm. you know the the label has to get it back and then they have to mail it to us from germany so we stuck that May 27 date on it just to give it kind of an official release date. But we're we're hoping we're fingers crossed that we that we have them in hand before we hit the road um, in, at the beginning of May.
2: Hey, are you uh, you guys still planning on doing that metal fest out? In, uh was it not Maine, mass Massachusetts?
4: No, we're doing um, legions of metal in Chicago. Okay. And uh, we did get sent that uh, Stormbringer. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, we didn't even apply because it was one of those things where it was like, we just, we, we weren't going to be able to, it, it was, it was too far out from our, our plan. We all live in different places. Our drummer lives in Alaska. And, yeah. you know, so we all have to fly in and, and, yeah. the, tour bus and the cost. It, we yeah. would have been done with our tour and then it would have been like, okay, now let's all fly in again to do this <laughs> one fest. And yeah. we, we wouldn't have been able to book anything around it. So, so that was, uh that was something that, that wasn't going to happen, but we're hoping, you know, like, yeah, maybe next year uh, we get, get offered some stuff and we're able to, to put it together. Sweet. Yeah.
3: Definitely want to do some of those. I mean, we were hoping after the album's finally released and it gets out there that uh, we can, you know, knock on some doors, you know, for some bigger fest And, and, but you know, we're last year we played three shows and this year we're playing one, two, three, four, like five, uh, five shows officially. But uh, and then we're going from, you know, Chicago and then we have kind of a week off and then uh, back up on the West Coast in Oregon. And uh, yeah, getting to open up for Stephen Piercy. And I was a big Rat fan. So uh, that's kind of like our Tesla from last year. Nice. Um, and when they called us and, you know, said, hey, you guys want to do it again this year? And we're like, do it. And then they were talking about the bands that could possibly it could possibly be Ace Freely. And then I was like, oh. Ah please (laughs) get ace and then uh and then it was like wolfgang van halen mammoth mate and maybe mammoth and i was like i like that idea because he's just modern and he's getting a lot of fans but i don't know how many fans he would have you know in 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 the medford oregon area or grants pass and then when they said piercy i was like you know that was like you know because again rat was like that was one of that was it in the 80s that was that was like that was probably the band I listened to the most. Uh, the first three albums, there's not a bad song anywhere on there. And uh, and, and on Legions, to... we
4: get to play with Riot.
3: And Riot, yeah. Oh, Nasty, wow. Riot.
4: Nasty Savage.
3: Nasty Savage, which, by the way, is part of uh, the, the Siren documentary, the band Siren. And that's actually the documentary about the band Siren called uh, I'm Too Old for This Shit. <laughs> It's on tonight on Access TV. Oh, yeah. So if you have like Directv or whatever, it's on tonight. I think it's going. It's funny because I was talking to those guys today because I posted, "Hey, go watch their they're on their national TV debut." You know, go watch it, and then they came and liked it, and then they liked our stuff for this interview. So it's oh, cool. cool. And then come they're to label find mates. out, they're, they're on all the same label. label. Yeah. All right, cool. uh, so, uh, but yeah, go check out the. Uh, but in that movie they talk about the band nasty savage and they played with them a couple like a warm up show and they had played with them siren and, and nasty savage had played to, uh you know together plenty of times before so uh it it was really cool cuz i got into that movie and then i became kind of kind of associates with the with the guys in siren and now S- nasty savage joined the festival so it's one of those kind of kind of you know things that just align when you're just like things are going well for you it's like that's awesome. You know, we, it was going to be the band Vane, and I would have been excited because I'm from the Bay area. And then, uh, the rods, uh, I didn't know it was the actual rods, uh, that, that I had known of a long time ago. Yeah. I just saw I the logo. I was around. like, Oh, a band called the rods. But then I was like, wait, that's, that's the other rods. So I was excited, but then they pulled off a lot of, you know, during the COVID stuff, a lot of bands are getting on and pulling off and, and yeah. it's tough. For people the Angel just,
4: just canceled just yesterday. Uh, Fifth Angel supposed to be playing it, and they're a Pacific Northwest band.
3: Oh, they did, yes. Uh,
1: yeah. yeah. Hey, we just had uh, Carl Kennedy from the Rods on a few, maybe a month or two ago. Yeah, oh, right on. Yeah. Uh, Great band. But you, to finish up here, you guys also have a GoFundMe. Tell mm-hmm. us about yeah. that to support your uh, tour.
3: Yeah.
1: What, what we struggled with go? that. <laughs> I could imagine everybody struggle. I, I tried to do a GoFundMe for a friend. It was for a good cause because his mother needed some help, and it was it's, it's hard to do a GoFundMe people come
3: at you and they're like eh, yeah. eh, eh, eh. right you guys are going living the rock star life and you want me to pay for it <laughs> trust me we're not living the rock star life um we're living the rock life um uh we're trying to live the star life later but uh uh you know we're going to be way behind when we're done with the tour but we have to go tour we just put on an album and and by no means are we you know man it's so tough you know, we, we choose to do this and it's fucking awesome to be able to go play in front of one person. So we're not complaining about that, but with the state of diesel and, and the, just the cost of everything in this world. And we had yeah. the Chicago, the legions Fest set up before, uh, before all this stuff happened before all the gas prices went up and, and, uh, over about a year ago, well, Jen was on it over a year ago. And, uh, and it was about a year ago that we switched it from silent storm to emissary being on that. So, uh, you know we we want to still go do it. we want to go play, man. It's tough to not play if you you put on an album you want to go play, so we are yeah, we put the GoFundMe there, and Jim and I talked about it for probably a while. Are we going to do it? aren't we going to do it? We don't want to be looked at this way and and then we were just like, you know what, enough other bands have done it to where we're like, we'll give it a shot. The worst thing that can happen is somebody won't give us some money, and we you know whatever and and it's gonna definitely ease. Ease some of the pain of all the logistics that go go along with touring. The, yeah. the the actual playing and 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 being on the road together is not something that is is tough to do at all, even if it does cost money. But uh, to offset some costs here and there, we did the GoFundMe, and we uh, we appreciate everybody that's gone to it and 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 helped support us.
1: Yeah, where can people go to find that? Is there anything?
3: Um, Jim, uh, I, I maybe uh, one of us. We'll go into the comments and put that in there. I can't even yeah. think. But uh, it's,
1: yeah, it's on your page. your Facebook, right?
3: Yeah, they can go to our Facebook yeah. page too. Yeah,
4: right. I don't know. It's it's a link where it's like GoFund, right? right you know, right. dot me and then three, two, one, B seven, yeah, nine, whatever right. you know. But it's it's
1: on so. your Facebook, and what is your Facebook yeah. so they can find that at least?
4: So it's Facebook uh, dot com. Hold on, emissary metal band is that right? I don't Uh-oh. know. Jesus well, I, sh- I should know this. Christ. Well, how yeah. emissary right. metal band? But well, okay. everything else is the original emissary, <laughs> like on on Instagram and all that. So, but yeah, facebook. slash emissary metal yeah, I'm band. I'm glad I'm not cool. the only band that's unprofessional.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh no! We take pride. No. He, he would
1: not even know what label he's on. It's uh, more fun that way. <laughs> you don't give a fuck,
2: <laughs>
1: pretty much. Yeah. Uh, and you guys have a website or anything too? You have an emissary website or
3: not yet. No, we don't actually have a landing page yet. Uh, that that is coming. Uh, we just haven't done that yet. We're
4: on Bandcamp though, band, and mean, that's yeah. also yeah. On, under the you know the original the underscore original underscore emissary I think, or you know if you type in the original emissary, it, it, it'll it'll come it is, up. So it is yeah.
1: confusing because there's like a millions of emissary bands out there, which yeah. I have never realized before. Really, I didn't know it's, that either. If you go, yeah, on some Amazon of them music, aren't even metal bands. Right.
4: Yeah. So it's it's very well. confusing. But yeah, we got we have a YouTube channel and, and all that now. So yeah, everything that you can imagine that, you know, we we're, we hooked up through a, a company called DistroKid, and mm-hmm. they put us on all of the you know we're on Spotify and iTunes and Apple Music and yeah we do all that, that too. Yeah, it's smart. Yeah, yeah. You
3: know, yeah. I uh the other day just for fun I shazammed <laughs> one of our songs and it and it worked. And I was like, oh <laughs> no, that's so cool. I, I'm shazamable now. So that 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 that's making it.
4: That's yeah. the name of the next record, Shazamable. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> you. I'm calling it right now. That's, the, that's the, timism. Wayne Unknown, dude. Thank you guys so much yeah. for having us.
1: Yes, no problem. I've wanted thanks to do on show you. for a while now. So thank you for coming
4: on. And yeah. also okay. I, I need to tell you that um that Lisa Mann says hello. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Lisa Mann Lisa. says hello. Yeah. Yes, I I I I told her we were on tonight and she's okay. Oh. You know, tell Wayne I said hi. And and she said tell tell the unknown he can fuck off. No, she 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 probably didn't say that. she probably (laughs) probably watching right now, but I didn't say that.
1: (laughs) But we're saying she did. Uh but yes, thank you for coming on the show. And uh I wish you guys all the luck. And uh I will be buying a copy of your album. Actually, maybe we'll trade albums. I'll give you my album, you can be yours. (laughs) Yes,
4: (laughs) let's do that. Awesome. Yours is called Project Resurrection. All right. No, re- resurrect. No resurrect Project Resurrect. Yeah. Trains. Yes. So uh trains are good. Yeah, exactly. We'll be cranking so, that as soon as we're uh, we're done here. Cool. Yep. Thank
1: you very much for coming on the show, and we will see you guys, I think, next week. I don't know what we're doing, but uh ratsale review.com, timelesshaunt.com. Right?
2: You got it. It's easy.
1: It's easy. And the original <laughs> emissary, emissary emissary. Oh my god, I'm tired. Emissary. Okay
2: get some yes. sleep Wayne. yeah i am gonna get some sleep Are my voice so is blue? shot
1: all right guys thank you very much for coming on the show guys. we will see Great you, guys meeting you guys tim yeah. i'm gonna hit
2: you up on facebook man
3: please do brother i appreciate yes, it nice meeting you guys
2: you too see you jimmy see you guys right. peace bye. 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 bye have a good night thanks
5: Looking for some new podcasts to listen to? Well, look no further than the Rat Review Network. Rat Review is taking over the podcast world, with plenty of shows to choose from within their network of entertaining programming, including the flagship show Rat Saw Review, with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and Lou Mavs, as well as occasional co-hosts Manny Mahias and James Lilquist. We also have the official Rat Review spin-offs, such as Album vs. Album, Screams from the Grave, where we discuss beloved yet forgotten hard rock and metal albums of the past, and and a King Diamond podcast called This Broadcast Belongs to Them. We've also got Old Man Metal's Musings. The Right Opinion with Harrison Bergeron. Beyond Bushido, a podcast dedicated to pro wrestling and MMA with James Lilquist and Eric Adams. No relation to the guy from Manowar or the mayor of New York City. The Vault with Ralph Vieira. Schmackle a gob! a to you too, Ralph. The Timo Toki podcast featuring Stradivarius and Avalon founding member Timo Toki. The BS sessions with Mark and Jerry. Just the cheese, please a podcast dedicated to cheesy films of the 1980s with Tara J and Adam, the Friday Night Party with the great Harry Barnett and Evie, and the Music is Live podcast with Lou Mavs. The Ratsai Review Network is your go-to one-stop shop for the best podcasts out there today. Go to RatsaiReview.com for more info. And to find out where you can find, follow, subscribe, and comment on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and all streaming platforms. The Ratsai Review Network, we're taking over.
0: Charity.